0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um. So I'm going to read from Ecclesiastes three. So I'm going to read from Ecclesiastes three, verse one to eight. Go here is, first one, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plan, and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to love. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace, a time to turn away, a time to search, a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be quiet, and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. The title of my sermon today is, The Only Constant is Change. Eight years ago, I welcomed one of the major changes in my life. My daughter was born and it changed everything. I mean, I love that change. But let's be honest, it was challenging times for me and my wife. Few months ago, coronavirus crisis in America changes our life. School closed, and I need to homeschool my daughter. And my daughter misses her school. And both of us, we do not like the change. There are various kind of change. Some changes come in the natural progressions of life, like for example, high school's life and go to the next life, college life, and marriage life, and family life. Other changes come from the outside source whose decisions affect our life. Our government mandates stay home order. Church leaders decide to introduce new visions. And some changes come from from living this world which does not stop changing. You know, I still remember smartphone. You know, before long, not, not, not too long ago, you know, when I'm, when I'm calling my mom and it's like, I need to find something on my phone, I need to, mom, I need to call you back. I need to find something on my phone. But today, you don't need to hang up. You, need, you can put your mom on a speakerphone and you can find something in your phone. And our phone can do multitask. Technology keeps changing. You know, Julia's mom calls Madeline every day. And so they put on the speakerphone and, and this is, I mean, technology keeps changing. So maybe talking uh, on the phone with her, but in the same time, Mary can draw something on her face. So technology keeps changing. Some are good, some are not too good. Some people welcome these changes with more and open arms but most of us we don't like the change. We like things to be familiar and predictable. We like to know what to expect when we wake up in the morning. But life is constantly changing. Our kids seems to grow inches in a day. New gray hair immerse every time we look in the mirror. Oh, man, another one here? Oh, another one here? Val, don't stress out. Ooh, Don't stress out, fell. You know, the clothes we wore four weeks ago, not a year ago, guys, four weeks ago, don't fit the way they used to. You know, we wear a mask. We wear a mask, not trying to I mean, we wear a mask to prevent us from coronavirus, but we also wear a mask to protect us from food. We cannot stop eating. And I also learned um, a wisdom in quarantine time with my daughter at home. Very important, guys, this is a wonderful wisdom that I learned. Do not wear a comfortable pants in your home. Don't wear a stretch pant. Okay. Don't wear this kind of pants in your home because this kind of pants will lie to you. This kind of pants will tell everything is okay. Eat more. You don't gain weight. Eat more. Everything is okay. You know that's why my wife told me don't wear this kind of pants, fell. Wear your jeans because your jeans will never lie to you. So that's a wonderful wisdom for all of you. And for me, you know, for all the women, do not wear your legging at home. Because your legging also will tell all the lies. Everything is okay. But you know everything is not okay. So wear your jeans at home, my friend. You know, life is constantly changing. We lose job, relationship, and people move. Our church in the transition of something new, like Ecclesiastes 3 declare. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plan, a time to harvest. Life is constantly changing. When changes enter our life, it can be overwhelming, confusing, even terrifying. We can go to the bed at night to one reality and wake up to completely different life. Change can make us feel lost and abandoned. But as Christians, we must remember that changes is the really that change is really at the heart of what it means to be Christians. When we believe in Jesus, we accept the truth that we need to change. We know we are broken people, sinners, whom God is making us new through Christ remember my sermons on the Easter day when we believe in Jesus we have been transferred into the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. that is the first change we have new citizenship and also our old life has gone the new life has begun that is the second change we have new identity before we are people who are not able to not sin but now we are people who are able to not sin so now we know that change is really at the heart of what it means to be Christians so we as Christians should know how to respond to the changes in our life and our heart determines how we respond to change. Since the heart is the mission control center of human activities, of human uh, functioning, Proverbs 4, verse 23 says this, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Jesus says in Luke 6, verse 45, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. What we think, desires, and do, including the way we respond to change, all rises from our heart. And with that in mind, here are three feelings we often experience in the midst of change and three responses we can choose. The first feeling, nostalgia. Nostalgia is sentimental yearning for the happiness or success for a former place or time. I'll give you an example a wife I remember her dating life with her husband oh before I'm, I'm always the centers of your life you always think about me you always give me flower you always treat me well but now every time you go home you just sit in front of the TV Suddenly, so you remember nostalgia or maybe a man remember his college life when he had a six-pack, but now you now we have a family package. Nostalgia, oh man. Or maybe Lakers fan. You remember the Gloria day when Kobe Bryant brought another championship. Nostalgia. Or maybe a church leaders, you remember, oh, before our church is full of people. But now we don't have a lot of people. Nostalgia. Nostalgia is a great gift, but also a powerful drug. Take too much of it, we will be addicted to the past. Comparison is common byproducts of nostalgia. We compare how things were to how things are. The glorious past with whatever not so good present. In this situation, we feel the present never tasted nearly as good as the past. We adore the past to the point that we don't enjoy the present times. We talk about the past all the time, but forget to live today we become addicted to the past and comparison is a common byproduct of nostalgia i have suggestions instead of comparing to the past with the present gratitude is much wiser response to nostalgia so this is the first suggestion for our feeling gratitude is a much wiser response to nostalgia. We should thank to God for the past and expect the presence to be filled with His faithfulness. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. You see, Thank God for the past. And verse 7, then, the word then is the result of thanking Him for the past. You will experience God's peace. We will have peace in the midst of trial. We have peace in the midst of crisis. We will not live in fear. This is the result when we are thankful. We are, when, we are grateful for, uh, when we are grateful for the past, you will receive God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And continue, His peace will guard your heart. So this kind of peace will guard your heart, which is the mission control of your life, which determines the course of your life. Oh man, I want that peace. You need that peace. That peace, his Jesus peace, will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. When, you, when we remember the past, don't compare it with your presence, guys. Be grateful. Gratitude for God's blessing in the past helps us see His hand in the presence. Gratitude for God's blessing in the past helps us to see His hand in the present time. Since He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, He will do His thing for you. Gratitude is much wiser response to nostalgia. Amen? This is the first feeling nostalgia and the second feeling is uncertainty as things change we can also experience uncertainty we are not sure what is going on and we do not know what exactly where we are headed even when we know the big picture the uncertainty can leave us with many questions you know, I'll give you an example. When I become a parent, I was overwhelmed with uncertainty. Am I going to become a good parent? Am I, can I lead my daughters well? Can I become a good father? Oh, um, am I going to disappoint her because of the lack of patience? Because I have so many weaknesses. There's so many questions. There's so many uncertainties. Fear is a common response to uncertainty. When we are not sure what is going on and when we do not know exactly where we are headed, it is easy to live in fear. Of course, certain kind of fear is expected in a new journey, in a new change of life. But often our fears inflate and expand, filling us with anxieties that are unrealistic and unhealthy. We cannot sleep or sleep all the time. We are depressed. We get mad easily. It ruins our relationship with one another. If we are living with unrealistic and unhealthy anxieties or fear, God might say what he said to Joshua in Joshua 1 verse 9. Joshua was a young, new leader on his way, leading Israelite toward massive change. But sure, there were some fears, anxieties because of this uncertainty. And the Lord said to him, Joshua 1 verse 9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So the solution for Joshua's fear is to remind him that God is with him wherever he goes. Same to all of us. When we know God is leading us forward through this crisis, when we know God is leading us forward through the family turmoil, when when we know that God is leading us forward through this uncertainty, a better way. To respond to uncertainty is anticipation anticipate if God was able to provide us last year he is able to provide you this year anticipate if God was able to restore broken relationship last month he is still able to put together all the pieces today anticipate if God was able to lead us through 9/11 he is able to lead us through this coronavirus crisis a better way to respond to uncertainty is anticipation aka have faith in Jesus the Bible promised us as a believers in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 no eye has sinned, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Anticipate that God will surprise us. Surprise! No eyes has sinned, guys. No ear has heard. No mind has imagined what God has prepared for you and I. Dissipate. So that's the third, uh, the, the second feeling. And the third feeling in the midst of change is confusion. In the midst of change, the uncertainty we experience can quickly turn to confusion. Maybe we don't understand the situation pretty well, or we feel we have gotten Mixed message, you know, which one is right, which one is hoax. Or we have fallen into speculation and assumption. We we'll always twist up our thinking. You know, for example, many churches in, in Los Angeles are trying to open their regular services. You know, we are reading about the CDC regulation, our government regulation, other churches' decisions, the scientific, the scientific data. We are trying to find the best time to open our regular surface. Because we know what we have here is is not a forever thing. What we have here is a temporary solution. I believe as a pastor, we are created for human touch. We are created for community. So I want to have a normal surface when we can see face to face. But at the same time. I also care about your well-being, your family well-being. So in the midst of this uncertainty and change, it is easy to get confused. It is easy. You know, another example. A few years back as a church, we went to a massive change in our ministry. I thought I planned it well. But after, I, after we shared the visions, there were so many questions. People were confused. I get confused. Pastor Bernard get confused. Everybody get confused. It is easy in the midst of change, people get confused. And in our confusion, it is easy to give in to frustration. Frustration is a common response to our frustration. I mean Frustration is a common response to our confusion. When people are confused, they get frustrated, right? Yes. Frustration is acceptable at times. But we don't want to let it become the norm. When once frust- fr- frustration becomes a way of life, we become this character in the snow white. Mr. Grumpy. Oh, this is a good picture, right? Yes. Are you Mr. Grumpy? Are you? Are you Mrs. Grumpy too? Let's watch a short video about Mr. Grumpy. Oh, you must be grumpy. in the house Why grumpy? You do care. Bye, grumpy You don't want to become that person, right? So grumpy all the time. You know, I remember someone in my life, so grumpy all the times. In many occasions when someone was trying to be nice to him, nah, I don't want it. When someone was trying to talk to him, ah, I don't want to hear it. Talk to my hand. Just ask my wife, who is that person? It was me. Long time ago, guys. Long time ago. I was so grumpy because I was frustrated. But I learned a wisdom from the Bible. When I am frustrated, communicate. Communication is much better response to frustration. Let me say it again. Communication is much better response to frustration. When you are frustrated with your spouse, communicate. Communicate. When you are frustrated with your children, slap them. I'm just kidding. Communicate. When you are frustrated with your parents, communicate. When you are frustrated toward me as your pastor, communicate. To Pastor Bernard. Not me. I'm just kidding. Talk to me. Communicate with me. When you are frustrated with someone, communicate. Asking questions, communicating concerns, listening well, taking time to process. These are all wise ways to work through the frustration that happens when we are experiencing change. James 1 verse 9. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to talk. No, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. You know, I always remind myself, how many ears do you have, Phil? One. And two. And how many mouths do you have? One. So, listen well quick to listen, and slow to get bad. Listen well, people. Please communicate well when you are frustrated. Mm. Communication is much better response to frustration. Now, imagine you belong to a good church undergoing significant change. Now picture, picture in your mind, most people in your group responding to their to their nostalgia with comparison. They compare about the past. Oh, the past was better. And their uncertainty with fear, their confusions with frustration. Can you picture it? Now imagine everyone in your group responding to their nostalgia, not with comparison, but by making conscious decision to cultivate a spirit. Of gratitude about the past and also the uncertainty with a sense of anticipation for a better future because God is leading them and they are committed to communicate when things are unclear or confusing guys listen the result of this response will be very different I will say it will be amazing even transformative. I just used church as an example. Now imagine, our family, our relationship, our community, if we are practicing these principles, these responses, gratitude, anticipation, communication, our family, our relationship, our community, will be a far better place in the midst of change, guys. In the midst of turmoil, in the midst of misunderstanding, in the midst of problems. Our family, our relationship will be a better place when we practice these responses. Gratitude, anticipation, and communication. In my conclusion... I want to read Colossians 3, verse 1, to 3. Since you have been raised to new life, okay, so here, new life, we have a new life, mean, in Christ. So, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, it says, set your sight on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Verse 2, think about the things of heaven, not things of the earth. And first 3, for you died to this life. You see, the old life has gone and your real life, the new life is hidden. With Christ in God you know the interesting part of these Bible verses is the word hidden why is our new life hidden with Christ why is hidden when I read this like why is hidden you know I want to give you an illustration let me invite my daughter Madeline Say hi Mary. Say hi Mary. Okay. So Mary will hide behind me. You cannot see Mary, right? But you know Mary is hiding behind me. Mary is hidden in me. Thank you Mary. Say bye. So this is the truth that all of us need to know about our life. Is hidden with Christ Jesus knows that we will struggle to practice gratitude because it is easier to compare the past and complain right Jesus knows that we will struggle to respond with anticipation for a better future because it is easier to think negative than positive it is easier to live in fear than in faith Jesus knows about this also Jesus knows that we will struggle to communicate well with one another. You know, the idea to communicate with one another, it is easier to say than to do it. You know, I counsel many couples, oh, Pastor Fell, it is, you know, it is better to not talk about it. Because after we have a conversation about that matter, we are more angry toward one another. So it is better to just ignore it. You know, Jesus knows that we will struggle to listen well, to slow to speak, and to slow to get angry. Jesus knows all our imperfections, our shortcomings, our weaknesses. And because of that, listen, Jesus hides our life in Him. So, our imperfections are hidden in His perfection. Our lack of faithfulness is hidden in his faithfulness. Our lack of trust is hidden in his perfect love. That's why our life is hidden in Christ. You know, our enemy will come and will try to remind us, you know, do you remember what you did to your wife, you don't listen well, you always get mad, you're always demanding, you're always controlling, blah, 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 blah. The devil will always remind you. But we need to remind ourselves today that my life and your life is hidden with Christ. My imperfection, my lack of faithfulness is hidden in Christ. My shortcomings, my weaknesses are hidden in the perfect goodness of God. So don't give up. Press on. Every time we fall, we stand up again. And again. And again. I mean, I know it's easy to give up in the midst of turmoil. But I want to remind you today, perhaps the greatest gift God gives us when our circumstances won't stop changing is that He reminds all of us That we are hidden in the unchangeable Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is a wonderful truth for you and I. We as a Christian, we as a believer, we are hidden in Christ. Wow. That's amazing news for all of us. So for me, I want to remind you, husband, don't give up. Wife, don't give up. Parents, don't give up. Children, don't give up. People who are looking for a job, don't give up. People who stick, don't give up. Because our lives is hidden in Christ. He's the same, guys. He's able to provide you last year. He's able to provide you this year. If God is able to deliver you last year, He's able to deliver you this year. Amen. let me invite the musician to come forward so we learn how to respond to the changes in our life I mean life is constantly changing technology keeps changing my body keeps changing I remember a long time ago, I I had like um, waist like 29, but right now I'm wearing something. I don't know, I cannot tell you the truth. It's very important, guys, you know, during quarantine, don't wear this kind of pants. Wear your jeans. You know, life is constantly changing. But today I shared with you three responses. Very important that we can practice through this time of crisis don't compare about your past be grateful about the past and anticipate that God will do something amazing in your life God will say surprise and not only that when you are frustrated when you are when you are confused communicate with the Lord come to him pray talk to your uh, talk to me Talk to other people, other believers. Pray with one another. Communicate with one another. Remember, the Bible reminds us, slow to speak and quick to listen. Amen? Let me pray. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you so much for today. I know, Lord, all of us, we don't like change in our life. We like when everything is so familiar and predictable, Lord. When we know when we wake up in the morning, it's there. But I know life is constantly changing. Because the only constant in this life is change, Lord. So, Lord, I'm praying for all of us, including myself. Teach us, Lord. Teach us this responses, Father, So we can navigate our change well in the midst of crisis. So our family will be, be our family will be a better position father in this time around father Every relationship will be a better place father Husband will love wife wife will love husband children will love parents parents will love children So Lord I'm praying father Lord restore every broken relationship because you are able I'm grateful because I believe the greatest gift in the midst of changing that we are serving the unchangeable God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We love you in the name of